Welcome back to the Endless Road Podcast and our series of conversations with Scott Sherrard, the musical director and lead guitarist of the Greg Allman Band. In this segment, we talk with Scott about Song for Adam, the final track on Greg Allman's highly acclaimed Southern Blood album. And as you'll hear from Scott, Greg's interest in the Jackson Brown song dates back to when Jackson first recorded Song for Adam, which is close to the time that Jackson and Greg became good friends during their early days in Los Angeles. Now, while Song for Adam was one of the first songs to make the recording list for Southern Blood, Scott feared that the song might be lost because Greg had gotten choked up with emotion during the actual recording session. The emotional moment for Greg came when he started recalling his brother Dwayne while singing the song. On the album version from Southern Blood, you can hear Greg's voice trail off a bit when singing the final verse, leaving the final lines of the song unsung. And due to his growing health issues and battling liver cancer, Greg was unable to re-record his vocals on the song. However, as Scott shares, the genius of veteran producer Don was saved the song and created a touching close for Greg's farewell album. We pick up our conversation with Scott by asking him about the story behind the song for Adam on Southern Blood. That was Don's master stroke in his work on this record with Song for Adam. First of all, the story of Song for Adam ending up on the record, Chank and Greg, they always related to that song as a song about Dwayne's life cycle. It's the story of losing someone young. Jackson knew Dwayne and Greg when they were all kids, and Chank had thought that maybe actually Dwayne's story was also an additional inspiration. This is how they related to the song, Song for Adam. So they had talked about him recording it for a long time. Obviously, Greg was facing down the end of his life, and I think he probably figured with a lot of things, he's like, well, if I'm going to do it, i got to do it now. And it was very difficult for him to sing it because of that attachment. I'll never forget that day in the studio because it was really hard on the band for the first time. That whole week, I was saying earlier, Chank was had this analogy like making a record's like making a baby, right? And then you have the baby. And I said, I'll take it a step further, the analogy. I said, making a record is what happens just like when you make a baby, you go out and have dinner maybe and you have a great time and then you shock up and you hook up and maybe you get pregnant on that first night when you fall in love and then, oh, we're having a baby. Making a record when you're doing it correctly is like that. We were having laughs, knocking takes out one after the other. The record, it, it is a soulful expression through Greg, but you know, the programming is pretty maudlin. You know, it's, it's a very heavy record, but when we were making the record, we were just having the best time. But the last day, Song for Adam was saved for the last day because it was that hard for him to execute. The horns were sent home and Mark Quinones was sent home. So we kind of lost like, you know, the horns like and Quinones, they're they're really close, dear friends of mine and, and everybody in the band. And we all clown around and have our vibe and we lost half the band. So when we went into the studio. It was just me, Steve Potts, Ron Johnson, Pete Levin and Chank. Chank came in the live room and sat through our takes for the first time with Greg next to him to kind of like really be there for him. And Don was obviously in the middle of this thing. It took us a whole day. I was playing this song for like seven hours. My fretting hand has never hurt like it did for after this day of C, F, C, F, C, F, C, F, G, C, F, C, F, A minor. And then I had to multi-track acoustic guitars. Four guitars, Nashville tune guitar. You know, this guitar, that guitar, man. That day was so hard 
and I could tell Greg was struggling with the song and I honestly felt like that song was a goner but that was me sort of hitting a wall that was my personal experience with the song as much as I love the song so when I heard it for the first time finished I was amazed you know after I got through the how much I love it and what Don was managed to do with it to salvage it I realized that that's the only song on the record where another guitar player was brought in. Because <laughs> he ended up adding another fucking guitar <laughs> after all that. That's a beautiful... But that's what's Val McCallum, who I love. He helped save the track with Don at the 11th hour and put in a really beautiful, like, atmospheric... Val's played for Jackson for years, mm -hmm. so it kind of brings that... And Jackson, of course, sings on it, yeah, so yeah. it brings their element into it. You know, Don picked that song before he knew anything about this. He gave Greg four or five CDs, and because Greg and I had this relationship, mm -hmm. immediately Greg gave them to me. And he's like, tell me what to do. And I was like, well, look, you should listen to him too. We started going back and forth. And, but right away, he saw on the song list, he's like, song for Adam. Chank always wanted me to do that. When we had our first production meeting, Greg asked me to be there. And it was me and Greg and Don at the Four Seasons in Atlanta. At first, it was a little awkward because you know, Greg hadn't really checked out very many of the, the tunes. Mm -hmm. But he had an idea of what he wanted to do that he didn't even shared with me yet. And he starts dropping Live the Life I Love, Swamp Rats. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? And Don's sitting there like, shit. You know, like, he's got everything charted. And he's got lyrics printed out. And like, Greg's like, I'm not doing this stuff. Like, what's... So then we started going through in Song for Adam. He was like, I want to do Song for Adam. I honestly think that was the song where they kind of like, okay, we have common ground now. And then Black Muddy River came in out of left field. You know, then that stuff. Those were all Don's picks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the Song for Adam. Now, Willen, Don had put on those CDs. But Willen, we played when I joined the band. You know, the band that's already knew it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a perfect one. Well, you know, he had, Don had put the, the McCrary sisters on it originally. Greg played it for me and I said, Greg, what do you think about girls singing on this truck driver song? You know, are these the waitresses at the dinette? And he went back to him. I, I couldn't believe it when I heard the final thing. He must have said something to Don because then they put Buddy Miller on it. And now it sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. And the McCrary's are incredible. They're on yeah. other tracks. Yeah. But I just felt like with those lyrics, it yeah. didn't make sense. Like it kind of, it kind of broke the picture. Yeah. And this speaks to Don's wisdom and humility because he actually, even after Greg passed, Don was submitting notes to me, mm -hmm. texting notes to me about what do you think I should do about this or that. Mm -hmm. And that shows a very deep thing about him. Sure. Because why the fuck does he have to run anything by the guitar player? But he knows what Greg and I were to each other. And I think Don, he extends respect to the musicians okay. beyond what is necessary for his title. Mm -hmm. And I think it speaks to his integrity. And I think Greg sensed that about him also. This was a team effort. Any of us would be the first to tell you. Don included, Michael Lehman, Chang, all the great people who worked on it. You know, it was a real collaboration to get Greg across this finish line. I'm extremely proud for my part in it. I'm extremely proud for Greg and the band, everybody who made it this very hard project on multiple levels become a reality. How could I not be part of promoting it? It gives me uh, more fuel to continue to make music. It makes me reckon every day with the continual losses of our Renaissance painters that changed music in America in the 50s, 60s, 70s. You know, we're losing them every day. We lose a Van Gogh or a Renoir or a Godin or, you know, we lose one every day. Sure.
or every week, I should say. That's all the time we have for this edition of the Endless Road Podcast. Be sure to check out all the segments that are available for the Endless Road Podcast series with Scott Sherrard. To stay up to date with the Endless Road Podcast series and the latest news on Scott, please visit scottsherrard.com. In addition to news and information, this website lists the upcoming tour schedule and ticket info for Scott and the Brickyard Band. Check it out. Visit scottsherrard.com today. Yeah.